Hey folks, welcome to the Angry Canuck Radio Podcast. I have a guest with me today, Cody Holler. He's got an interesting story that he experienced today. This is the young man who the police carried out of the ledge grounds about a month ago, I want to say, at the anti-gun grab protest. Cody, welcome to the Angry Canuck Radio Podcast. Hey man, thanks for having me on, buddy. No problem. What do you got to say today? Oh, not much, man. Uh, had a little bit of an interesting experience on... Uh, some pages recently i figured it'd be a good good topic of discussion um yeah as you know i've been involved in the, the patriot movement for for quite some time now um and as a result obviously i'm, I'm starting to get doxxed i've uh experienced all manner of crazy things being thrown at me as a result of me just trying to expose some of the biggest lies that uh are being perpetrated upon us all and um, yeah, as a result, I'm, I'm, there's retaliation against me, uh, ranging from threats against my family, um, yeah, my girlfriend, my children. Um, today was interesting. Uh, I guess actually yesterday was good too. There's a page called Equality for All, and they're advertising for these Black Lives Matter uh, events that are going to be happening here in Edmonton. And I jumped on to... Uh, their page and was trying to explain that the racial divide is just one of the many tools that is being utilized to divide the people against each other. And, you know, as, as any threads where they don't like Patriots, I was getting the same responses as, uh, you know, you're used to seeing there was insults, people calling me names, uh, me trying to engage them in rational de debate and be respectful, just, uh, wasn't an option at, at the end of it. They ended up deleting my comments and blocking me from the page. Hmm. Maybe and, the called equality for those who keep the narrative. Right. And I was speaking all about equality, <laughs> like 100% equality and even put their page name. I'm like, isn't this page about equality? Isn't that what this is all about? Hmm. And put their page logo, which is various fists of different colors, right? Like the fascist symbol throughout time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's ranging from white to all through to the darkest fist, right? Mm. Anyway, uh, today, I was out for a walk with my boys. I'd taken them to the park, and we were going through paths and woods through the forest, and uh, I got a text from my girlfriend with an image. It was a screenshot taken by uh, uh, this lady named Destiny, who we know from Whitecourt, Alberta, where we moved from in November. And she was showing uh, a page called Concerned Community Members out of here in Edmonton that was doxing me as a racist and a neo-Nazi and all these other things. Original. And I was like, oh yeah, neat. So anyway, I got home from being out for a walk with my sons. And my girlfriend had shown me that she was now having a conversation with these people and they were engaging her. And they were showing videos from rallies that I had attended last year. Um, rallies that were pretty interesting themselves. It's kind of a long story, but I came in to go to a Yellow Vest rally that was supposed to start at the Nolte office on 82nd Ave. And my father came in with me. This is one of my very first rallies that I've attended, right? Very first one. And... Uh, so my dad comes in with me because he wanted to check it out. A lot of the topics were oil and gas and 
you know, all these other things. The United We Roll convoy had just taken place and, you know, they were fighting for the pipeline and all of those things. And he has spent his lifetime in the oil and gas industry. So that was something that hit close to home for him as well. So he came with me. Um, yeah, it was a pretty interesting rally. Um, we show up on 82nd Street and uh, uh, Antifa and the Yellow Vests are like at it. And there's people there backing up the yellow vests and the cops broke it all up and everybody scattered. And I was asking people and they're like, oh, there's another rally. Uh, go to Sir Winston Churchill Square. So my father and I decided, okay, well, let's go. You know, they chased them out of here. So we missed the whole damn thing. Let's go down to uh, Sir Winston Churchill Square and check this out. And they said they were going to do a march from Sir Winston Churchill Square down to the legislative grounds where they had booked a space to do a rally. So my father and I traveled down to Sir Winston, sorry about that, uh, Sir Winston Churchill Square. And when we got there, there was no yellow vest there, but there was uh, a biker group there uh, is how I identified them. It looked like uh, a lot of people wearing colors for the Sons of Odin. And they were the people that were up on the 90 or 82nd Street in front of Nolte's office defending the yellow vest against violent attacks uh, from Antifa. Notley, right? Rachel Notley. Yeah, not, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So I'm going to grab my kid here. So anyway, yeah. We go down to Sir Winston Churchill Square, and like I said, it was just looked like Sons of Odin. There was maybe two people there with yellow vests on. So my father and I sat at the edge of this... Uh, uh, area or whatever and we we're sitting there for a while and we didn't see any more yellow vests coming up, uh, down and then all of a sudden some people down in the audience from groups uh, I think there was Dan Dubois and Dallas Hills was there and they're like come on down come down come down so we went down and we were talking to all these people and uh, they were talking about you know libertarian ideals I guess Speaking of sovereignty, national sovereignty, things like that. And uh, there's a few videos that I can link after this that show uh, some of the discussions that I had that day. Um, later on throughout the day, uh, they started speeches. And the topics were, were ranging. And there was a few individuals who were quite racial. And um, as a result of just being there, not having said anything like that myself and not agreeing with what I was hearing that day, um, I got painted with that same brush. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what the Antifa and, and Equality for All and this concerned community members are using as evidence that I'm a neo-Nazi. <clears throat> anyway, so we go, all of a sudden, that wraps up and they're going down to the legislative grounds. So my father and I hop in a truck and we travel down to the legislative grounds and we decided to walk in from the top where there's the area overlooking the fountain. And as we're walking in, there's all kinds of tripods set up on balconies on nearby uh, buildings that had video cameras and Wi-Fi panels. So there was some type of surveillance going on and whatever. And we're like, holy man, we we're sitting there talking about, wow, like, what was that thing we just went to? Are we like, 
getting made out to be racists or something. And, and we were talking about the stuff that some of the, some of the individuals there said, okay, it was probably only one or two of the people that said stuff that I strongly disagreed with. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, we looked down and there's a big group of Antifa standing there. So we mosey on dad down and my old man starts talking to the sheriffs and I go over and I start talking to the Antifa. There was no yellow vest there. I didn't have a yellow vest on. And I just walked up to them like, hey, what are you guys doing here today? And they're like, oh, we're here to counter protest. Like, oh, counter protest? What are you counter protest? And they're like, oh, all those racists that are coming down. And I was like, what racists? And they're like, oh, the yellow vests. And the sons of Odin and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, I think, you know, maybe a couple of them are a little racist. You know, I, I agree from some of the things I've heard them say. Um, <clears throat> I was like, but the yellow vest, I don't know. That's a pretty broad brush to just paint everybody with. And, uh, and I'm like, so what do you guys represent? And I sat there and engaged them in a conversation for quite a long time. And I was even pointing out to them that I thought from observation, from having read a lot of the yellow vest material, you know, aside from the people on there that are obviously extreme right and racist, right? Uh, that there was a lot more common ground than I think they even recognized. And we were having this conversation for a while and all of a sudden a big march of yellow vests come in and they come down into the fountain. So. I kind of stood back after what had happened to church, uh, Sir Winston Churchill Square. I kind of felt a little, you know, thrown off by, by some of the things I had heard there. So I kind of took a seat back and just figured I would observe. And it was really funny to watch because <laughs> the yellow vest side and the Antifa side was separated right down the middle of the, uh, the fountain at the legislative grounds up towards the steps of the legislative building. And Antifa was on one side and all the yellow vests were on one side. And they were sitting there yelling at each other, you know. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to destroy the environment. And they're like, well, we don't want to destroy the environment either. And <laughs> this is going back and forth. You know, they're like, you guys are racist, Antifa to the yellow vests. And, you know, you sons of Odin, you're all racist. And one guy's like, well, I got a black girlfriend. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I got, I got native children. And... <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was it was funny because they were arguing back and forth, but they were canceling each other's points out. You know what I mean? It was it was a really strange thing to sit there and observe and watch. And finally, it got to a point where I think they didn't know what to say to each other anymore. And there was a dead silence. Like I'm talking, you know, from back and forth and canceling each other's argument out. All of a sudden, there was like two minutes of dead silence. And I just sat there and watched as these two groups just kind of stared at each other dumbfounded. And all of a sudden, one guy over, I think, I believe it was on the Antifa side, was like, fuck you. And all of a sudden, it was just a, you know, back and forth, name calling, screaming match. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, like and honestly, myself. with Yellow Vest and Soldiers of Odin, I got to give head to those guys. I just, I don't see uh, Mama's Basement dwelling low testosterone males like Antifa. Much of a fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm dwelling in a basement right now. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, it was crazy, man. And yeah, I don't know. It was an interesting thing to behold. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, like if I was an onlooker looking at this, 
I wouldn't even be interested in coming anywhere near this crap. You know what I mean? Like it was literally a total turn off and, and completely void of any intellectual rational debate. You know, it had kind of degraded when, when they couldn't argue with each other any more adequ- adequately and couldn't rebut. It just became a screaming match. You know, it was like watching <laughs> children on a playground or something, you know, or kids in high school. <laughs> so today, you you had that thing your your girlfriend was engaging them what kind of things were being said well they were discussing that event and saying you know he was there and this is where this this famous racial slurs came from these people that he's associated with and that he had his picture taken with and yada yada and at one point i did they all got together for a picture and i was like yeah sure and i stood with them and got my picture taken and um uh yeah i don't know it was uh this is what they were pointing to as being their ammo and their proof that I was a fascist. And they were showing videos where I was actually speaking with someone. And she's like, all these things you're saying about him, he even agrees that they were being said at this event. You know, actually here, I should probably, I'll, I'll throw friend. my girlfriend on oh, and she can explain the discourse she was having with this concerned community members page and herself. Okay. Here you go. Hello. Hello. Welcome How are you? To the radio podcast. Oh, thanks. What's up? Not much. Um, a lot of things, I guess, happened. Um, obviously, I got blocked and I got banned from commenting and um, liking or doing anything on anybody's posts on that page. Mm-hmm. Basically, just from confronting what they were saying about him. Um, all I basically said was, um, this whole post is lies and that he's never been at a Islam rally before of his knowledge and, um, that he's not racist and he has a native daughter. And when he got home, he even said that he felt like he got made to look that way. And he even wrote um, something the next day about how he made or how he felt that way and why he was made to feel that way. And they came back at me and um, a different lady actually commented, not the one who made the post. Somebody else commented, um, basically just saying, uh, I'm sorry if this is the first you're hearing of this, but here's the video and basically saying that he's um a racist and that it obviously wasn't in my knowledge and she's sorry to hear that and so i watched this video and i watched the whole video um basically only of you know the parts he was talking because i don't care to listen to what other people are talking about when they're talking about cody because it's not coming from his mouth so i said i listened to what cody was saying and none of that had anything to do with racism or any of the subjects they were saying he was. And I basically got blocked and um, they deleted all my comments. And yeah, my friend Destiny that's on here right now, she's actually the one that screenshotted it and sent it to me and told me um, what was going on. So I actually had no idea. I'm not a part of that page. I wasn't a part of that page until she sent that to me. And yeah, that's kind of... That's kind of what happened. 
It's, that's a good segue into Destiny. Destiny, what did you see? Like, before you sent that to your friend, what type of things were they saying? Um, so, I was actually on the Equality for All page, and I seen a link into this group for the community member, concerned community members. And so I'm looking at it and well, there I see Cody's name as list, listed as one of the people to be concerned about. And I'm like, whoa, 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 okay, whoa. <laughs> so I'm reading it and it's uh, basically saying like he's at an Islam, Islam rally, he's being connected to neo-Nazis, he's, you know, he's not particularly violent, but he is someone to be worried about. And so of course I'm tagging Nicole in it. I'm uh, sending her the screenshots, getting on there. And of course they sent that video like she had said. And um, I watched the video as well. And of course nothing in there that Cody had said had anything to do with what they were saying. He was there for, you know, like he explained earlier, the protest he thought he was at, he's there, you know, for yellow, yellow vest, all that. And that's what he was talking about. That was any comment he made was related to his views, the yellow vest. No racial, no, nothing to correlate to racism whatsoever. And then they're saying he's going down this rabbit hole, you know, and telling Cody's girlfriend, you know, I'm not sure that you know, but this is happening. You probably don't know. And of course, they had both been removed, blocked, deleted, and now recently I have two, you know, standing up for them as well, knowing them. Well, interesting. I'm just trying to ponder this, like I'm trying to absorb it all. It's, it's, it's like they say that they're against fascism and yet they silence free speech. They don't like dissenting ideas. It's like, I just don't understand how they can't see that they're not anti-fascist. I just don't get it. Oh, yeah. I don't and know then, how they're proving a point by silencing <laughs> other people's trying to make their point themselves. Right. I mean, there's a, I, what's that phrase I heard? I mean, removing a man's tongue doesn't prove that you're on, running out of time. Okay. I mean, removing a man's tongue doesn't mean you're afraid. Uh, it means you're afraid of what he has to say. Does, you know, it doesn't mean you win the argument. Something like that. And it's like, I, don't, I just don't get it. So, Cody, are you there? Yep. So, like, what uh, what was the fallout? Basically, you're blocked. What What are your plans on this? Are you gonna? Oh. Well, here, here's my side of it. Once Once Nicole had engaged them, and I got home, and I got my kids settled, I started looking at the comments, and I wrote a big, huge thing, man, countering everything they said. You know, I was being respectful. I was being rational. I'm like, you know, they're like, you're a far right-wing extremist the information that you're talking about when you were when you were arrested uh you know you're the right-wing poster boy now and all these things and the information you were talking about is conspiracy theory and it seems like you share a lot of conspiracy sentiment with the far right and all this stuff and i, I broke it down by saying you know mm. it's one thing one thing to be a theory is when you can't prove and substantiate with facts yeah. what you're discussing Right. It's conjecture. It's, it's, you know, it's not right. bad. Your feelings are not bad. Right. Okay. So I tried pointing out that uh, everything that I discuss, or the, the majority of it, 
I can substantiate what with factual information, you know, to show what I'm talking about. And <clears throat> they were saying that if there's police involved in anything, that I was going to be causing trouble with police. And, you know, I was talking about how um, I've had good conversations with police and the only time in my life that I have ever, um, you know, gotten into it with the police was two times in my life that I can really think of prior to what happened at the legislative grounds. And that both times in my life when that happened, I had actually done no, no wrong. I hadn't done harm to anybody. I hadn't stolen anything or, or deprived anybody of anything. And that there was no fraud or anything committed, right? And yeah, uh, I, I even told them, I was like, you know, if you think this is conspiracy, and you want to you wanna call me down. I said, one thing I noticed about all of the left groups, I said, you're saying I'm right-leaning. Yet I've spoken to leftists and I've spoken to, to left groups several times in the past. I said, so does that mean that I'm left because I've spoken with them also? I said, because I'll talk to anybody and try to find common ground with them. You know, that's what uh, uh, debating is about. You know, I said, but the one thing I noticed with the right side is that when I bring up things that they don't necessarily agree with, I'm not attacked. I'm not ridiculed. They don't gaslight and try to uh, dox me and try to make me uncredible with things that aren't substantiated with anything but mere opinion. And <laughs> right after I made the first comment on that, it was like literally 10 seconds, not even 10 seconds later, bam, a post goes up in reply from that page. And this was a huge <laughs> response, man. And uh, it was something that was obviously pre-planned. They had had it ready and waiting for me to, to say something. At least I think so. Because it was literally 10 seconds after I put it, there was a huge long write-up down. I was like, damn. I said, you were just, you, how long were you waiting to crack that gem out? I was like, that was like seconds after I made that comment, you replied. There's no way you typed that up in that time. <laughs> Uh, wow. and I was just calling them out right and I'm like listen you're calling me a conspiracy theorist you're calling me all these things when really I'm all about equality I'm all about freedom and and all of these things and I was like you know you're calling me a conspiracy theorist I said so and telling me that what I speak about is nonsense I said so I challenge you why don't we have a debate an open honest rational debate if you're capable we can do a live we can pick any topic any topic that I discuss that you consider to be cons conspiracy theory, mm. we can each have our own guest come on with us and we'll do a live debate. Almost sounds rhetorical because you're like, if you're capable and we know they're not. And then wham, they cleaned house, man. They cleaned out all of my posts. Uh, they blocked me from being able to comment as well as my girlfriend's posts and her ability to comment. Um, and then they adjusted the entire conversation, got a bunch of people in there saying, I've only ever seen him spew hate and racial blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, just barriers for the agenda. Yeah. Right. Like, I even pointed out, man, I was like, look, I have family members who think I'm a conspiracy theorist too. Okay. Right. I was like, and I went to their house directly after that rally because they live in Edmonton. And they will even tell you, even though they don't agree with my opinions, my perspectives, I know they'll tell the truth and tell you that I even thought that it was 
slightly racist or definitely racist down at the Sir Winston Churchill Square. You know, some of the things some of the people said and that I felt as though I was being made to look racist, you know, because they were all taking pictures and whatever. And I just seen it coming. You know what I mean? As a result of having been there. But. If you look at the left and the right paradigm, it's been used like to divide people for so long. Um, I, I watch a, a gentleman on YouTube called Young Pharaoh, and he, while his mouth is quite vulgar, his information is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, if you look back at history, uh, the Nazis were socialists. Yeah. Uh, the co the commun communist Russia was socialist. United Soviet Socialist Republics. Nazi is short for Nazi, which is uh, National Socialism in Germany. <laughs> National Socialist Party. Yeah. And the worst, and, and you got Mao and, 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 and Pol Pot. Uh, you got like the worst regimes in human history regarding human rights have always been leftist. And you look at the right wingers, the, like say the Republican Party, they, they ended slavery. Like 600,000 white people died in slavery. And yet the narrative now taught to everybody is that we're responsible for slavery. Right. So it's like the hardest part to get past is this narrative. Uh, it's like brainwashing. It's like these kids have been raised in this education system that has been just taken over by the Marxists and they've been taught false history. Like when I was a kid, we learned the truth about like the Nazi party and the communists and the wall and Gorbachev and all that stuff that was going on. But these kids now, like my sons have a different history taught to them. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, when did this happen? Like, and, and so it's like, the, the problem I think is the education system. Because uh, these kids go into university normally, come out messed up. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of, at the same point you said that when, uh, we were taught about slavery and, and they're pushing this on us. Well, that's one of the points of contention I was bringing up even in the equality for all page was that when we were taught in history, that slavery was abolished. Yeah. That in fact, that was the point in history when slavery was just changed in form and expanded to en encompass the majority of the world's population, right? Or our nation's population in, in Canada's case, right? Uh, but that's a deeper rabbit hole. Now you're talking about Freemasons, you're talking about skull and bones, you're talking about globalism, you're talking about the global bankers. Yep. And, and if you simplify it, like, because hate is simple to, 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 to confuse people. Now you just blame the Jews because the globalist bankers tend to be Jewish. So all Jews must be bad. So you got a lot of Jew hatred, you know, yep. even though the average Jew just wants to feed their family and pay their bills like the rest of us. Right. I so, think that that is the majority of the people on this planet that is how they feel and that was another point of contention that I was discussing on these pages was that radical radicalized ideology is the problem you know the majority of people do want to just live a peaceful life but um, unfortunately in all of these divisive tools that are used against us to keep the people separated mm -hmm. that you know whether it be religion uh, political leanings um, race, like just so many different things that there are sects of each of those that become radicalized, right? And it's not necessarily that there's anything wrong with having differing opinions or anything like that. It's the fact that 
you know, it comes to a point where, where people are willing to get violent over those beliefs and stuff, you know? And to me, just like all these things that are happening, like the Black Lives Matter movements and stuff, I understand there is discrimination and it is real. But the reality of the situation is that harm itself is wrong, no matter what. Violence against anyone is wrong, you know? Um, that isn't to diminish the fact that there are ethnic groups that have been discriminated on throughout the course of history. It's just, you know, um, I think when it's propagated the way that it is being by our media and stuff, instead of it actually being a highlight to raise awareness and to uh, stop these things, that they're actually propagating it and conditioning people to think and believe that they are oppressed and that these things are real. And that, in fact, us giving our attention to it in these ways is actually perpetuating it, you know? Right. And now they're actually having um, white people kneel to black people and beg forgiveness. And this, so this is all because of George Floyd, what happened to him and it sparked off new riots, which are of course funded and controlled and organized. We know this. Yeah. There's an interesting comment uh, in here from Gen C Listening to Cody, I'm realizing we are the actual middle line. This is disturbing. If we don't support BLM, we will be labeled as racists. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, she's she's right. I mean, it isn't even so much of, of supporting it, because even if a person was to go there and support it, but didn't necessarily agree with the narrative as they're, they're spinning it, they would come at you anyway, you know? Um, I think so anyway. I mean, that's that's just an assumption. And uh, I guess time will probably be the true tell on that one. But um, yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that statement. And another comment said, I had a teacher who was an actual candidate for the Marxist-Leninist party. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I've had some teachers that uh, definitely hated me because I had uh, traditional values. I'm talking like Little House on the Prairie values. They, they didn't like <laughs> me at all. Man. I, I was a farm kid, man. I'm driving the tractor 10 years old. I go into school and they're talking about all this nonsense. I'm like, what? Still yeah, man. No, I hear you. I grew up on acreages and, and ranches and stuff in my younger years as well. So, hmm. so Destiny, uh, what do you think about this? What, what's your take? Oh, man. I think everything's getting blown out of proportion, like in the wrong ways. I, like, I'm totally for equality for everyone, but then going and slandering someone like this like Cody has been is just like it's insane it's totally uncalled for and not what we're looking for in times like this you made a comment earlier destiny actually when we were talking you said it was something along the lines of you were like you know they're calling you a neo-nazi and these are like supposed to be anti-fascist groups but yeah they're doing exactly the things that they're calling other people for <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is they can't see it they're so brainwashed into this yeah. it's it's unbelievable it's like you i guess you could tell someone that blue is green and they'll think the sky is a beautiful color green today but it doesn't <laughs> make um so so cody obviously you're you're part of a group i've noticed because i ran into you on Saturday, ooh, what, uh, wednesday yeah yeah yesterday yeah that was awesome man yeah <laughs> It, I, I said the, the story in a podcast yesterday, but I thought it was an Antifa thing. Like, I, I just saw a sign, boots on the ground. I'm like, are they organizing something? So I circled back, and I'm ready to get into a fight, an argument. And it turns out it's a Patriot rally, and I met you. And yeah. 
So tell me about your, your group. Uh, boots on the ground. We've been, uh, we're just a loose group of people that are kind of lumped together from these other groups that were happening and the lockdown. Uh, Albertans against successive lockdowns. We were working in stride with a bunch of other uh, groups and organizations. I don't really want to mention their names because there seems to be a little turbulence between all of our groups right now as a result of some of the, the doxing and differing opinions and stuff like that, right? But um, yeah, that was an ama amazing day, man. Uh, we had people ranging from several different ethnic groups with us on the street Wednesday. We've been doing events at the legislative grounds in Edmonton every Saturday for a month, month and a half, something like that. Um, I was told it started with four people. I wasn't there at the first one, but uh, uh, the first one I went to here in Edmonton was then the lockdown, and we've been out there every Saturday since. And every Wednesday, we've been meeting out on the streets um, and doing these rallies. And, and like you said, you, you ran into us. That was an amazing day, man. We had people... Uh, Native Americans, African Americans, people from Poland, uh, an Iraqi gentleman was there. I, you know, I saw some Muslim women giving us thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, Sikhs and everything driving by, honking their horns and cheering us on and stuff. It was because awesome. These, these Muslims, they left Sharia law for a reason. They left countries that have Sharia law to come to a place that has freedom. I'm yeah. pretty sure they don't want Sharia law to come here. <laughs> some of them, yeah, for sure. I agree. <laughs> 100 percent 100 percent man so you're recommending everyone come down to the ledge one to three yeah one to three every saturday uh we've been having an awesome time man people sharing information people singing songs uh there was a daily prayer people singing oh canada to start everything off it was pretty cool man i remember yesterday you can stick your new old order <laughs> that was awesome you just pulled yeah. that out it it's great. Just a bunch of good people getting together that care about each other. It seems like we're building a little community. Um, it, it was really awesome. At one point, we had several groups around Edmonton that had been organizing different events at different days and different times to all come together and bring the numbers together. Great. And over the last few weeks, we've seen an exponential growth. You know, um, I think the end the lockdown rally had about 100 to 150 people there. And then... Uh, we dropped down to about 20 after that. Hmm. And every Saturday it was growing. And I think last Saturday we were probably back up in that 100 to 150 people in attendance range. So really well, good to see. Apparently Global News, they said that uh, the emergency kind of lockdown or whatever for Edmonton is going to end tonight at midnight. Yeah. What do you think about that? You think it's anything's really going to change? Well, I don't know. They're going through these phases. And it seems like even though the models that this global shutdown were were based upon have fallen completely on their face. You know, we haven't even seen a fraction of what was originally projected. No. It was discussed that this was supposed to be a two week shutdown to curb the disease. We're now sitting at something like, what is it like 80 days or something now? It's getting ridiculous. Well, it's past me. Yeah. Um, right? This thing has, you know, a death rate less than, cough drop you know choking uh it's pretty bad yeah yeah and we've man we pulled the plug on the global economy you know they're saying that we're doing this to save the few and we're all in this together but you take a look at the repercussions that are going to come as a result of what we've done um 
even the World Health Organization, I believe, is projecting that, you know, over 100 million people are going to starve over the next few years as a result of, of what we've done here in the last few months, you know? Yeah, yeah. well, that's the thing too, right? Think about it. So they're they're closing down the mom and pop shops. They're telling farmers to kill their animals. They're, fabric they're, they're intentionally creating a food shortage, but then you can go to Walmart or Target, the big chain stores to get your food, but you can't go to mom and pop stores. And right. So they're already trying to control the supply of food. And yep. then I, I'm calling me a conspiracy theorist, but I think once you get the mark of the beast, I'm sorry, uh, ID 2020, um, you cannot buy or sell, you cannot trade, you cannot travel, you cannot work without this. Yep. So they're gonna control where you can get the food and they're also gonna control whether you can even get the food. So it's kind of scary where this is going. Oh, yeah, man. And they're not even hiding it. That's the thing. People are like, oh, conspiracy, conspiracy. It's like, have you even taken a look yourself? <laughs> no, like, <have laughs> because I remember a point in time where this was considered conspiracy. And for a good reason, because you really had to dig, man, to find the facts. And hmm. now the people that are perpetrating these things aren't even hiding it anymore. It's right out in, in broad daylight, out in the open for anybody who looks into it, you know? Yeah, but think about it. another thing, too, right? So. Churches and synagogues are closed, Jews and Christians, but mosques are still open. And you can go to Target, Lowe's, Home Depot, but you can't go to church. Can you point to any statute or code that says that churches aren't allowed to be open? I understand that a lot of churches have shutting down, and I believe that was because of the um, uh, group size limits, right? Correct. And obviously them wanting to do their part to not get people sick and spread a disease. I mean, we all want to believe these things when we're told that there's a genuine threat, you know, right. especially um, from what are supposed to be trusted sources, our government, our health officials, you know, the people that are the public servants, that it is supposed to be their duty to ensure that we are safe and protected from these things. Right. right. I'm just finding it funny that there's selected classes of people who are affected differently with this lockdown, like different rules for different people. Doesn't seem to across the board equal. You right. think that equality for all group would be talking about that. But have you seen a law that says that churches aren't allowed to be in? Do you think that no, it is a law or do you think no, that they actually in the charter rights and freedoms that we have the right of assembly, we have the right to have religious freedom. They cannot stop us from assembling. Right, but my point being, um, do you think that it is actually statutes and the government saying, no, your churches aren't allowed to be open, or is it the people within those organizations succumbing to the fear that is be dri being driven by our media and, and our institutions? Well, I know. And then just taking their recommendations. Well, I know that, say, my church, for example, we're, we're kind of mixed. We're kind of like Antifa and Yellow Vest. Some of us think this is nonsense. And others are like, oh, just go along with it. It's for the greater good. And I'm like, and I'm on the yellow vest side. And I'm like, well, would you get in a cattle car if they told you to get in a cattle car? <laughs> you know, like, are you just going to go along with everything and just swallow everything? Or are you going to actually ask questions? It doesn't right. make sense. Uh, yeah. Here's a good point from Jake. Mob mentality is an extremely powerful tool. You can have rational conversations at times one-on-one -on -one with people of an opposite view. But once you have a group of them, individualism is out of the window and that means so are cohesive arguments and uh you know 100 you know it's yep. like you can get uh you can get say one somalian pirate he's gonna be a nice guy 
but you get 10 Somalian pirates, they're going to steal your ship. Right? <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. But people realize. Yeah, no, I, I, it's funny. Yeah. But state of emergency automatically lasts 90 days. After that point, it's self-removes, but can be reinstated. Not sure what Jason Kenney and Justin Trudeau will do with the SOE. No law. SOE. I know of SOP, Standard Operating Procedure. I'm not sure what SOP no. No. State of emergency. State of emergency. Okay, I'm clever. I just read state of emergency. I'm, I'm quick on the uptake. No law was made to lock down. It is only health minister that put anything out. Some debate that the health minister even has the power. That's true. A lot of people, same with Fauci. A lot of people were asking, like, who is this man? And, and what about Bill Gates? What's, when was he elected emperor of the world? Right. And I'd like to see a church just say, fuck it. We are going to have church and see what happens. Because honestly, I respect the, the uh, Muslims for what they've done. They've said, no, we are going to practice our faith. We don't care what you say. We are doing it anyway, and you don't control us. You know, you don't have the right to do this. And they have went and taken it upon themselves to go and practice their religious freedom in spite of the threats and the fear that is being pushed upon them. And you I got to respect, you got to respect that. Right? I do. I do. So, they put their foot down and then, you know, what are you going to do? Arrest all the Muslims? Right. And I'd like to see <laughs> what would happen if, if a church just said, you know, screw it, we're going to do whatever we want anyway. That's the thing, man. The church churches have become, cause, cause they don't want to lose their, their, they're under threat of losing their tax exempt status. And when churches survive, on the ties of the congregants and they're not they're not getting government money right uh you need the congregants and if you yeah. tax status then you're going to get taxed on the tithes and no church is going to be able to stay open that way so it, it's like we're kind of there's a rocky slope that we have to very carefully traverse i it's, i don't know and as far as statutes no i have no statutes that say that they have the right to take away our freedoms for something like this. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think this has been a very good, uh, very good episode of the Angry Canuck Radio Podcast. Destiny, thank you for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. Nope. Yeah, thank you, Destiny. I can't thank you enough for, for going to bat for me today. What a small world where somebody that I haven't seen in what, probably two years? Yeah. Maybe two, three. three. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't Brandon, she say she moved my name on a <laughs> on a web page and goes to bat for me. I can't thank you enough. But didn't she say she moved closer to you? Yeah. <laughs> How can I say where she lives? Uh, <laughs> I'm in Edmonton now, yeah. Oh, I didn't want to dox you, but okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, you guys are both in Edmonton. You should like all hang out. I'm sure it'll happen again soon. Yeah. Once this COVID stuff, well, hell, screw this COVID stuff. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I have come out to the ledge Saturday. Come out to yeah. the ledge Saturday. Check it out. One to three p.m. There's a group of us there every Saturday. We're not caring, you know. We are, we're <laughs> living free. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Great guys. Thanks for coming on to this episode, and uh, see you guys tomorrow, possibly, and Saturday. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate no it. Bye, guys. Take Bye. care, buddy. So, and I'm gonna. Mute, mute. <laughs> All right, guys. So that was uh, the second episode of the second season of the Angry Connect Radio Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to leave any comments in my BitChute channel, and I'll try to get back at you.